From Bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Each week, the dedicated staff of the Bureau file reports, make recommendations, and save off dehydration by drinking the water from the boiler pipes. Maybe one day, they'll escape the hell of the sub-sub basement beneath City Hall, but until that day, the city's not going to improve itself. This meeting is now in session. Hello. Aiden? What? You're not Paul. <clears throat> no, I'm not Paul. You seem Paul-like in some ways. I am. You have a voice. I have a voice. Okay. I'm a little taller. A little taller. Maybe not as good-looking. Maybe, maybe not. You have, you have, But you still have a tall and handsome voice. Less swarthy. Less swarthy. <laughs> not, not quite as bearded, either. Not as bearded as me. Correct. So... So shall we uh, shall we take uh, attendance? All right. Okay. Is that, do you do that? I do. Yeah, yeah I take okay. the attendance. That's that's my job as as a staff member. Present. I I didn't I haven't gotten to your name. Sorry. So, so just just do it right. <laughs> uh, so first uh, first attendee, uh, Ed Hank Jenny is uh, our first attendee. Uh, are you Ed Hank Jenny? No. Country star from the 1970s, Ed Hank Jenny? No. He uh, no. is known for his hit from 75, uh, White Wagon Convoy. Hmm. He would be a great guest. Yeah, it, would. it was a very popular tune until they realized that White Wagon was actually like a, just a nakedly racist song. Right. So apparently a year later he tried to make amends, came out with uh, Black Wagon Convoy, but it was even more tone deaf and horrible. Country music in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad he doesn't seem to be here. Um, oh, hold on. I, th I think I made a mistake here. I think I mixed up the letters in uh, in the name. So just we take the J from jo Jenny. John Kennedy? Yes, present. Oh, okay, that's you. Good. I'm glad. that's uh, That worked out really well. Um, second attendee, oh, Modran again. Modran again? That was the name of a sitcom. From it was actually from the eighties. Right. It was the only time that it's been off uh, of the Jeffersons, I believe. Yeah, only it was with Kaiju. Right. Right. Modran, like he, after a failed stint trying to destroy Neo Tokyo, he. What you talking about, Modran? Exactly. Yeah. You know the show. Yeah. So he moves in with Mothra and Ro and uh, and Rodan. And comedy ensues. It's comedy ensues. It's like and just like right down from Godzilla, and they just they just destroy the building every every episode. Right. Love that. Always mistaken identity. I don't. I don't see him here, though. Oh, hold on. This is... Sorry, this is really awkward. Um, I've mixed up the letters again. So it should be wondering. Aiden Morgan. Aiden Morgan. Oh, oh wait, that's me. Okay, oh. we're good. Okay, so we're here. This meeting can now get started. Do we have quorum? Yes. Oh, excellent. Okay, so finally these meetings can mean something. That's great. And we have two guests in studio today. We do. So, why don't why don't you introduce yourselves? Start starting starting with Jade. My name's Jade Cook, and I'm with Street Culture Project. Excellent. And Mark. I'm uh, Mark Heisey. Uh I think I'm here with Rebellion Brewing. I'm you, also with the Warehouse District. Some you, days. you might be. I don't. I don't even know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Man of many hats. I wear many hats. Many I many had hats. my cowboy hat on earlier today, but oh wow! Are I you familiar with the works of uh, Ed uh, Hank Jenny? I am, yeah, big fan, big Excellent. fan. But you know, you gotta, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's problematic, but you know, it, you, we've all we've all got the records. You narrated the Dukes of Hazard, I think. I, I believe so. Yeah. Yes, I believe he fought Waylon Jennings in like like one on one combat once too. Right. Yeah, you no, know, it was 
lots of blood. It was a terrible time. Uh, anyway, we try to forget about these these terrible things. <laughs> anyway, so uh, tell us what uh, what you're doing here in uh, in the sub basement today. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought we'd show up and uh, talk about all the great things going on in the city. But I think we, uh, Jade and myself, we recently worked on a on a kind of a cool, interesting project mm-hmm. uh, at the brewery involving a creation of a patio. It's fantastic. Tell us more about. Like, I, I understand there's an art project there. So let's tell us about that. Um, well, to try to uh, to try to, uh, I was trying to explain to my parents today over lunch. Um, I think they understood, but. Um, <laughs> It's great having patios, this and that, that. Obviously, when it's nice and warm, people want to sit on a patio. Um, patios are quite expensive, the, the traditional way. And um, uh, as, so we were looking for more interesting ways, more creative ways. Rebellion, we don't like to do things the way everyone else always does it. Um, how could we do it differently? And so we kind of mm-hmm. got inspired through a session that the Warehouse District and Regina Downtown put on, on tactical urbanism, oh. which is um, about activating urban spaces um, very cheaply, very affordably, um, you know, instead of uh, streets are not just meant for cars, they're meant for other people and maybe for sitting and relaxing and enjoying the sights and sounds and all that sort of stuff, which we seem to have, we don't have a whole lot of in Regina. We, uh, we're very much car-centric. That but, is uh, quite true, yeah. Anyway, so that was kind of the background. And so I was very inspired by that in that there was they, they introduced some very creative ways, some low-cost ways of building patios, building furniture. Um, you could use pallets. You could use all sorts of stuff. And so that that's what really got us going. And they also really focused on the idea of, you know, bright and, and, and interesting and, um, you know, putting your own special touch on it and colorful and all that sort of stuff so that when people drive by, they're like, wow, this is really beautiful. Hmm. So, so Jade, how did Street Culture get involved with this project? So Mark had approached us a little while ago and said, you know, we have this patio, we want to do something really fun with it. And like you said, bright, eccentric, unique. Well, we had the perfect opportunity because a lot of our youth within street culture are bright, eccentric, individualized. And we said, you know, we do murals. Let's let's create something together. And so Mark gave us a couple guidelines or ideas, inspiration, and our youth just went to work creating something fantastic. And we kind of went in blindsided with a couple ideas and hope Mark liked them. And turns out we... Uh, we hit the nail on the head with that one, and the patio turned out amazing. It's filled with bands from, you know, multi-generations of years, different genres, the bright, the colorful, the unique, and uh, our youth just had an amazing time putting it all together and working on it in a cost-efficient way, and we do that by partnering with a lot of other businesses, which was awesome, and uh, we were just be able to create something really awesome and, mm-hmm. you know, drive away that traffic of cars and turn it into people, which was awesome. awesome. And right. what's the feedback been like, Mark, from your patrons? Uh, it's been great, you know. We um, we've got I think six picnic tables out there, and there's board games painted right onto the table, so you can play board games oh, and all this sort of stuff. And uh, I've seen people come in, and they're almost not sure where to sit. They like kind of run from table to table as to which game they should play. Um, so yeah, and and we get all sorts of tourists coming in, and they're taking pictures of there's there's like prairie landscape as well on one side of the patio. So they're taking pictures of the prairie landscape, and then they're pointing, they're they're picking out all the different bands and the artwork. Oh, I can see Elvis. I can see this and that, right? And uh, it's fantastic, yeah. So definitely that's, uh, 
it, it, we, we've only had it operational for probably four weeks or so, and um, yeah, it's it's definitely resonating with people. Um, we're even seeing youth, um, whether they had a part in the project or not, but uh, riding bicycles by, and they slow down and they want to take a look at it and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's it's been very impactful. It's 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 absolutely nailed everything that we wanted it to achieve. Nice. How important do you think these kinds of projects are to sort of like? creating sort of a proper urban environment we always had the goal when we started our business of wanting to beautify the area um we make beer we want to make beer we want to make really good beer we have world awards and all sorts of recognition for our beer um but the other big piece of our 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 business is that uh, we want to make the community better and in fact our brand promise is quality beer that makes the community better so it comes down to beautifying the area we have we're as well in the patio we're growing peppers right now we also grow um cherries we grow hascaps we have rose bushes um all sorts of things just to brighten up the uh warehouse district which is a beautiful area but doesn't have a lot of greenery so yeah, and then um the the real community piece is that bit of the outreach piece and um getting to work with street culture has just been phenomenal. I I met I met Jade and some of the other folks a couple of years ago at an event and just just happened to get seated at the same table and honestly I was like, "Wow, I'm going to remember these folks. I want to work with them at some point because mm-hmm. I just I really believed in what they were doing. It was great." So, uh no Everyone in the room here knows everything there is to know about uh, street culture, like just everything. But our <laughs> listeners may not. Right. So, Jade, could you tell us what street culture is? Absolutely. So, street culture is a Regina-based nonprofit that works with at-risk and homeless youth, both here in the city but also all across Saskatchewan. We're kind of the first stop when it comes to dealing with youth who are in crisis or who are vulnerable. And they can access, whether it be emergency services or extended support, life skills development. We focus on relationship building as well. And the idea is that we help youth who are currently in a certain situation transition into healthy, safe adults um, and contributing members of the community. So this was a really awesome event for us to take part in because not only could our youth kind of internalize and create the idea that they have within them but they could really utilize the skills and the uniqueness that a lot of them possess through their artwork and turn it into something that they can not only benefit the community with but take pride in too um one of the best ways to you know prevent graffiti is you know by doing murals and creating that artwork first right so like mark said by having you know youth driving by and taking part in the project it's created a whole new culture in regina of the next generation of artists business owners and and adults really that's great. Mm-hmm. So you think these uh, these sorts of things have positive, like a really positive uh, impact on like, the youth's outcomes? Absolutely. When you give youth the opportunity to internalize and expose a lot of the talents that they have and let them, like Mark did, kind of run with an idea and be trusted to do so, it's amazing the results that come. It's the confidence. It's the pride and, and the fact that they are leaving their in-mark on the community and uh, being part of something a lot bigger and, and being a part of something great. So... That was awesome. That's great. Yeah. They, they can't go in there and have the beer, though. That's, yeah. they, they <laughs> not, yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. No, no, not <laughs> yet. But, um, again, that's, how, that's, again, how you can make those connections, right? Definitely. Yeah, at the end of the day, we make beer, but you can, um, yeah, you can really have a, hopefully have a positive impact and, and hopefully inspire more people to do more interesting projects. I, I, uh, I, I don't know, uh, street culture, I think, is pretty busy with all sorts of things. So. You bet. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, we uh, we continued on the mural project, so we're still doing that within the community. So if people want to do a mural after seeing the inspiration from Rebellion, then they can absolutely call our main number and let us know what they're interested in. We love when we're given some freedom to design, and it turns out really well. So that's always something we're interested in. 
planning stages of any other uh, interesting mural projects? Yeah, you know, we've had a couple people after seeing Rebellion, actually, and, and uh, seeing the posts they do on their social media, contact us and say, you know, can you give us a bit more details? This is something we're really interested in. We've done a couple other businesses uh, downtown, too, and in the heritage community. And, uh, you know, word travels really quickly when something so majestic and fun is created in the city. And it's really cool to see, um, you know, the pride that's taken into stuff like this. So we're, we're always happy to hear people reaching out and, and planning other projects. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's really cool about murals is it can even turn into um, other cities that are really known for their murals. It turns mm-hmm. into a tourism thing and people want to walk around and see them. Like it's, it just, it, the, the, the spinoffs just, just keep growing and growing. It's, it's really cool stuff. Absolutely. And one of the main things that we've had come from this too is we're actually doing a fundraiser event with Wilkie Wellness um, as we do a live mural on the side of their building. So, and their idea is, you know, healthy healing through their business, but highlighting street culture and the youth who are creating these really beautiful pieces and focusing on the culture. And and, you know what art really does in bringing people together and, and taking pride in beautifying your your area. So you say Wilkie Wellness? Yeah, Wilkie Wellness. Yep. So you can find them just off Albert Street, and uh, it's close to Creeland there. So we've uh, they have a big side of the building that's just empty right now, and they saw Rebellion, saw the work we do, and said, you know what, let's take advantage of this. Let's put something on the side of this wall, and they're turning it into a big fundraiser for us. So. We're always excited to partner with businesses. Rebellion was awesome when it came to, you know, talking about what we're capable of and partnering with businesses and really bringing that local community together and, and highlighting something great. Ooh. Now, you're dealing, um, you're working with at-risk youth and whatnot. Uh, was there any initial resistance to to, to these projects? Or, or, or is there just positive uh, responses all the way down? You know, street culture is very flexible. And so when, you know, an idea comes up, we, we always figure out a way to make things work. And when you said, yeah, you, you know, when we said, you know, you have an opportunity to design something, create it, kind of start to finish, they jumped on it. That's an awesome opportunity to be able to start with something and, and do the man work that comes into it and finish off too. And seeing the final result, results and, you know, the impression that Mark had and the whole community, it was awesome. They loved it. Oh, that's fantastic! Mm-hmm. Wow, I feel I feel very warm inside. <laughs> and, that's and awesome. Yes, we, we all yeah. do. <laughs> so, Mark, let's let's uh, switch gears a little bit and take that hat off and put on your uh, your warehouse district hat. What's which what's, is a ten gallon top? Which hat. is a ten, ga- ten gallon top hat? Um, mm-hmm. What's happening in the warehouse district? What's new? What's what's uh, Lisa got up her sleeves over at the uh, uh, association? Uh, yeah, so I'm the uh, I'm the chair of the board for the warehouse district. Um, Lisa, who you just mentioned, Lisa Gibbon, she's our executive director. We've got all sorts of stuff. Uh, I had a quick chat with her at lunch. Um, actually, had a pop up lunch today, which is at the Style Lab. Um, Best Food Forward is doing a pop up lunch there every Thursday this summer. You can just come hang out, and that's actually in the new. Uh, it's, well, not new. It's in the Westons building, quite an old building, mm-hmm. but uh, breathing some new life into it. There already is tenants like Style Lab, and of course, uh, Local and Fresh is opening an, uh, a gro- It's a grocery store, which I don't. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how far you'd have to go back to find out when the warehouse district last had a grocery store but we are going to have a grocery store uh i don't think well i don't think regina downtown is a grocery store so um we 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 score some points there we beat beat downtown on a grocery store that's awesome yeah uh and also uh met the new folks that are opening a brewery down there north of 48 another brewery opening right in the warehouse district two blocks away from us so i had a chat with uh jeremy the the new owner and uh, founder there so you know uh, again it's that community spirit it's it's sharing um you know you could say um I, I I could look at it as competition. Have another brewery two blocks away. Um, hey, we're just it's just about growing the community, making all sorts of great stuff, breathing life into a great heritage building, all that sort of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Some other really, uh, one really neat thing that Lisa did mention too, that we're also really proud of is um, there's some crosswalks actually right around the Westons building. It's becoming a really popular place because that's where Hilberg and Burke also just moved their office, their head or their their manufacturing facility. I think they have about at least 100 employees, if not 200 employees. So there's a lot of people there now. So we got some crosswalks, just some basic crosswalks put in. But in a couple of weeks, I think on August the 19th, we're going to have, uh, again, a big, a big party, uh, a sidewalk, uh, uh, crosswalk art painting uh, event as well. So they're going to be uh, painting some artwork onto the sidewalks, which, again, there's, a couple, there's been a couple of pilot projects across the city. Um, but, again, we're going to be one of the first ones to have uh, artwork as a crosswalk. So, again, you probably you may see that in some other progressive cities. And uh, we're very excited that we're going to be doing that here in the warehouse district. So, um there's a lot of cool stuff happening. I, uh, um, there's a million and one other things in the warehouse district without trying to bore you to death. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I've asked a few other businesses, and they everyone, everyone just kind of feels like there's just it, everything's just bubbling under the surface. It's ready to explode. It's really really exciting. Um, even I'm getting contacted by lots of other businesses, either uh, startups or people wanting to move into our uh, our area. So really oh, cool that's stuff. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right, right now, I think the warehouse is, uh, as you're noting, is seeing something of a something of a renaissance. Yes, yeah, it's, it seems there's a new coffee a... shop opening as well in what? another uh, week or two as well. So we'll oh, now cool. have three coffee shops, uh, all cool local independent coffee shops in the warehouse district. Oh, nice! Do, what, do you know the Do you know the name of the coffee shop? You know what? I don't, but it's going to be in the building just uh, directly south of the Westons building. Oh. Nice. The old uh, North Keg building. So, yes. Oh. I didn't get a chance to stop in there. I might stop in tomorrow and have a peek around. We just got a new cake store that just opened up, um, doing really cool cakes, macaroons, really like high-end, fancy, intricate, beautiful colors, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, that's in the, uh, now I'm drawing a total blank. I used to rent space there when I had a band practicing in there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the buildings, it's turned into, co- well, it's, uh, where the warehouse district offices are. Brownstone Plaza, I knew it would come to me. <laughs> Brownstone Plaza is home to a, a Queen City Cakes, very cool cake shop just opened up. So mm. all sorts of just, uh, you know, it's exciting. It's especially exciting to see small business move in. Um, there's just so much uh, enthusiasm and energy when uh, entrepreneurs, you know, really want to really wanna make their mark and be creative, you know, so. Very, very cool. Very cool indeed. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is next for uh, Warehouse District? We've got, we've got all this activity coming up, and I have, I have a feeling that, like, in your mind, you've got this sort of vision. Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe you want to paint the whole thing in gold. I have no idea. But, I, I don't know if I really want to open the whole can of worms that is the rail yard um, specifically. Well, that was my next question. So. Actually, well, we yeah, might as well, well get to it, right? Yeah, so, I was so, so for the last probably three yeah. years, whenever you mention Warehouse District, people just say, oh, yeah, the railway, the rail yard is going to get redeveloped, and, you know, that, that's where all the cool stuff's going to happen. And, um, you know, there definitely is potential for that. Um, I don't want to be the, uh, be officially on record as with the official city statement on the rail yards, but I think it's going to be a little bit more of a slower development. And, um, I think there was some disappointment there at first, but you know what? There's so much cool stuff going on in the existing warehouse, uh, district. People are rejuvenating buildings. Some people are buying and selling buildings. I just thought of another new business that's opening, um, in the, uh, in the former, uh, Bobby's, Bobby's place. And oh. it's going to be, uh, batting cages and, um, other fun and games and stuff. There's, uh, it's going to be family friendly during the day, um, more of a, more of a kind of a pub atmosphere at night, all that sort of stuff. Barcade? Yeah. I think, yeah, kind of the, I think the barcade is what people are usually referring to. Again, we don't have one of those yet in Regina. I think Saskatoon has three. Um, so, 
yeah, it's awesome. We're get, Regina's getting one, and it's going to be in the warehouse district. That's, that's good, because I'm tired of Saskatoon lording it over us with their barcades. Well, yeah, they think yeah. they're pretty fancy. Um, yeah, too many, too many barcades for my taste. Yeah, so so anyways... Um, you know, I, I, I've got I've, uh, I've gotten over the rail yard thing. If that makes sense, it's going to mm-hmm. happen one day. It's going to be really awesome. There's still there. It's not a dead project. There is still some movement on that. But um, man, there's so much other great stuff happening there. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, you know we've got really creative people like Lisa, so qualified um, and so well respected in her in her industry. She knows how to do these, how to activate and rejuvenate these urban areas, and. Um, you know, she's been in the job for about a year, and um, we're just we're just getting we're just getting rolling here. So look out, look out! It's going to be it. Ar- it already is the place to be, um, but yeah, it's uh, we have we have really big ideas. We want um, we want Regina to be known uh, for the warehouse district. When you think of Regina, you'll think of the warehouse district. Why not? Why not? Indeed. Yes. Yeah. I like I like that. I know when I was when I was asking what your vision was, I think that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah, I I like to I like to think big. <laughs> yeah, so. Cool. And what about street culture, Jade? What's uh, what's going on? What's on your plate? What's uh, kind of new and exciting happening? Yeah, so summer's always a busy one for us. Our youth are out of school and they're you know working in the community. One of the really interesting portions of street culture that you know, in addition to the mural projects that we're doing, is our new uh, WAM program, which is it's a specialized program that works with connecting day laborers to our youth and connecting with businesses in the community. So we're really revamping what it means to have someone come in, work for you for the day. I mean, a lot of the time businesses, they're short-staffed one day and they need someone to come in and we can be that person for them. So we have a lot of youth who are ready and willing to work for the day. So by giving us a call, we can actually hopefully get someone in there for you at a bit of a lower cost than what maybe other places can do. And you're directly supporting the youth within the community to have that life skill experience and hands-on job opportunities. So that's been a really fun one that we're laying out and hoping to connect with a lot more businesses on. And what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? you have a website? Uh, we have a website. Yeah, we have some social media too, so check those out. But absolutely give our main number a call. So 565-6206 is the, is the number to call, the magic number. And there will always be someone there to pick up and direct the call where you need it to go. So Perfect. So, mm-hmm. sorry, so what's the number again? One more time. 306-565-6206. Good thing I remember that. Yes. <laughs> Is there any truth to the rumor that Mark's really difficult to work with? I mean, I don't want to speak for his staff, but uh, no, it's been it's been a great time working with them, and they just have a bundle of fun over there at Rebellion, and seeing the staff that are there, you can tell they just love where they work, which is really cool to see because we love where we work too. So, connecting with people who are as genuine as Mark and the crew over there is it's awesome for our youth to see too what a you know what entrepreneurs can do and what can be created in the community through a lot of hard work and community investment is great. It's just a fantastic program. It is, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we really hope our youth can be connected with a couple more businesses and, and get that experience, too. But maybe we'll hear some stories about Mark at some point. Uh, those Man. those tough days with Mark at, at the brewery. No, there's none of those. No. It's always good no. stuff. Well, I have heard Mark, uh, like, wandering around the warehouse district at 3 a.m. on Saturdays going the Exchange Club is a cesspool that should be burned to the ground forever. <laughs> I mean, just... I'm just what he said. Was he wearing his he cowboy hat? Wouldn't be the first choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I love the warehouse district. I have a vested interest uh, in um, this becoming a hub of entertainment, and I hope it moves north rather than 
south. I'd love 8th Avenue to have the same kind of uh, dynamic that Dudney does. And I think, you know, we should be, you know, have um, 10 music venues along the area and Ooh, just uh, love it. crank the place up. I think it would, it would be really nice, um, Andrew, not to say anything tremendously controversial, but I always felt that over the last 20 years, the promise of 13th Avenue has never really been fulfilled. It's it it started off strong, and then I, I find it hasn't it hasn't quite kept up with the times. Well, I'm a cathedral so. snob, so I may have I, I to know. defend. I know I, I'm 13th a, Avenue I too. Know. I love 13th Avenue. Yeah. I love Dudney Avenue. And, and I yeah. should not be pitting one neighborhood against another, but it would be wonderful to see something like the warehouse district, like have Eighth or a street become the new like a fulfill that 13th avenue promise yeah you know without getting into too much detail we kind of do have like a the warehouse district is quite a large space and there there are a lot of industrial space and there's some a lot of storage space and that sort of stuff but we really mm-hmm. do target that uh that that dudney and uh an eighth strip as as more of that that kind of public facing type of a right. space that 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 we want to activate you know to get more and more people down there so um, no, it's, it's right in our wheelhouse. I mean, the exchange is an institution. Um, I think I started going there in 1995. Um, my band played there even just a few weeks ago. So oh, I, hey. or maybe a few months ago now. Sorry, I misspoke. Did you get your name on the bricks? My name is already on the bricks. <laughs> someone else put my name on the bricks. That, that, so when I was there, when we were there backstage, I was like, oh, someone wrote, wrote my band's name on there. So obviously somebody seems... We have at least one fan. <laughs> Might have been my mom, but so the I don't exchange know. has a green room, and on the in, 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 it's, a, it's a brick building. So every time a band plays, uh, somebody from the band generally writes the band's name on one of the bricks. So the all or somebody's the bricks, band's mom. or somebody's yeah. mother's name, or something. Yeah. But yeah. all the bricks in the green room of the exchange have a band's name on it. So it's very cool. You should have a look at it when you when you're there next. Cool. Should open it up to have people like take selfies. Yeah, Instagram stuff. Sure, sure, we can arrange that. I would even, I'd even give the exchange another plug. Um, I've been able to attend a few um, business conferences and some events there. I've even host, I hosted one small event for my own staff, um, but it was a business oriented um, thing. And again, just really cool, really different. You know, I'm, I'm not here to trash maybe other convention centers or business spaces. That, that's not my goal. But um, I've been to all of them. They're, they're fine. They're, they're very plain, very, very normal. Um, but. Wow, when I've been to the events at the exchange and people are like, "Wow, this is really cool." It just mm-hmm. it just brings so much more excitement and energy to be in 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 a in a unique warehouse space like that. And yeah, blows just, people's minds. It's a fun room. So, if you have a business or you're looking to host uh, host an event or something, hook up with the exchange. That's the place to be. Wow! So we've got. Uh, that's, 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 that's right. he, he just feels bad because I because I you know, blew the lid on him like screaming with the exchange. Uh, no. Um, so we've got a couple minutes before the before the uh, half hour is up, um, or just one minute perhaps. What's what's on tap? Right now at, uh, at Rebellion, that's anything uh, new. That so today we actually just launched an apricot sour. So sour beers are kind of really, really uh, a big thing in craft beer right now. Uh, maybe it doesn't sound great to some people to have a sour beer. Um, it's maybe a bit of an acquired taste, but super, super popular right now. So we made one with apricots. We just launched that today. And um, we also are launching a coconut IPA next week and a double IPA in can. So IPAs are very hoppy. They can be a little bitter. Um, but again, people are really crazy about their IPAs. So. And did you want to mention anything about the uh, World Beer Champion? Oh yeah, I don't. That's where I mean. I'm not good at uh, 
I think, I'm, well, sometimes I forget how to promote <laughs> things, but we won World Beer Cup for our Flanders Sour Beer. Um, World Beer Cup is the equivalent of the Olympics in brewing, so we won a bronze medal. That's very huge. And, um, yeah, so that beer is going to be released the next batch. It takes a year to make. It's going to be launched in October. Well, thanks very much to Mark and Jade for coming in. It was wonderful hearing about street culture and warehouse district and everything else. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I believe I believe we heard ourselves some innovative revenue tools there. Would you, would you not say that's what happened? They were very innovative. Yes, I thought so as well. <coughs> ah. Just getting settled. Oh, I see we have a latecomer to the meeting. We do. Uh, some people are uh, simple, you know. You can count on them. They're always on time. They are very respectful. And then uh, some people are uh, like our guest. We seem to show up half an hour late. The problem. It's, it's a problem. I'm the problem. Yes. <laughs> yes, he's, he's a problem. Uh, he, uh, my notes here says he is, uh, he's a representative of the Svenho community. Yes, it's a very exclusive community, but I am a very, very um, vocal representative of that community. Oh, yes. good. So how, how many of the Sven Hoogs are we dealing with here? Well, most people think there's just one, but uh, as uh, people who get to know me realize, there's plenty more where that came from. So. Oh, great, yes. of course. And is Fenhog, that's a Norwegian mythical creature? It's it's a Norwegian creature. I wouldn't call it a mythical creature, but uh, it's definitely a Norwegian creature of sorts. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's of legend and not myth. Oh, definitely right. of legend. Yeah. Yes, of legend. Excellent. Which legend is Norwegian for Ludfest. That's right, Ludfest, where everybody gets down. Uh, everybody, they, they, they hang out with their Svenhog. They eat Ludafisk. Ludafisk. Right. Let's take something really good and boil it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Ludafisk is, is fish and ammonia, I believe. Isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. It's, um, that sounds great. Well, I mean, mm. th the truth is that, I mean, obviously Norwegians looked at, like, fish and said, fish is good. And they looked at ammonia and said, this stuff is horrible. This is a horrible chemical that should not be introduced to food. So let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this, this makes sense. Okay. All right. So let's. Uh, I believe we're going to talk about a couple of quick uh, outstanding improvements. Okay. And we actually have. There are. There's nothing that we have actually improved over the last week since the last meeting. Regina's been much the same. Much, yes. Much the same. Um, but a couple things have happened. Uh, for one thing, uh, there is a uh, Regina Folk Festival on tomorrow. That's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Uh, it's August 10th to 12th in Victoria Park. Uh, if you don't have your tickets, what is wrong with you people? Uh, it was, uh, you can get advanced tickets till 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And then, and then you're stuck with... Uh, gate prices. Gate prices. And nobody wants gate prices. Get your advanced tickets. We've got headliners Walk Off the Earth, um, band best known for their cover of uh, Gotcha's Somebody. I yeah, like know. six of them played the one guitar, uh, right? One guitar, like they couldn't afford their own guitar. Well, that's in the yeah. 90s. It was hard. Yeah, exactly. So, so they probably contracted with some like Ubers of Uber guitars. Right. Right. Anyway. Uh, then we've got Nico Case, who just came out with her... her what critics are saying, or when it's one of her best albums. She's fabulous every yeah. time. Indeed she is. And Michael Franti in Spearhead. He'll be awesome. And before him, Bruce Coburn, right, on Sunday night. Of course. So. That's, it's weird to think that Bruce Coburn is... Is not the headliner. Is, is not the headliner. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what time does to you. 
I suppose. Yeah, that's true. And uh, my, one of my favorites, we've got uh, Shaky Graves. And we've also got, of course, um, I believe tomorrow everything's kicking off at noon with natural sympathies. Right. And mutual affection. Uh, and those who, those who know, know that natural sympathies... Friend is, of the uh, show. Friend of the show. And uh, the person who literally got, got me this. And very so. talented. Yes, indeed. Amber Goodwin. Uh, anyway, she's uh, very good. And, and I don't think say. you're supposed to use her name. No? It's like Superman and Clark Kent. Oh, that's right. It's true that I've never seen her perform on stage as Natural Sympathies, just Natural Sympathies. Right. I have no idea what I'm talking about now. <laughs> we've, we've gone, we've gone off, off, the, gone off the rails. Off the rails. Uh, also, um, also uh, Ag Minister Lyle Stewart uh, right. has, is announced he's stepping down. He uh, was diagnosed with, I believe, colon cancer after being diagnosed with... Uh, prostate cancer prostate before. Cancer. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You seem you seem to know a lot about his cancers. I listen to the radio on occasion, so. So you're not responsible for. It. <laughs> I'm not responsible this time for okay. the colon cancer. Because no, because so. you, like wherever you go, colon cancer seems to. Follow. It does seem to follow me around, my colon, not colon cancer. So <laughs> right. yes. Hopefully, it follows you very closely. Very closely. Yeah, because yes. I think because I think if like if your colon is like any distance from you, that's probably. If that. it's trying so. to leave and make distance between you and it's then there obviously is some problems That's an, yes. that is that is what they call a negative health outcome yes very yes. negative okay uh but anyway so yes uh, lyle stewart uh unfortunately uh, i mean he was known in the government that uh you know in a party that was has been known to have you know autocratic types uh lyle stewart was well liked on all sides of the aisle he was a, he was a good fellow and, uh, Absolutely. We um, wish him well, and hopefully he's uh, back in cabinet before too long. Exactly. <clears throat> How about that City Hall budget crunch? Yeah, they're crunching on the budget. It's crunching bad. It's crunching bad. Well, the, the problem <clears throat> is they, uh, they were going to get some milk. Right. So, like, to soften up the budget, but there is no milk. Right. Massive, uh, maybe not massive, but they're talking... Rate hikes just to maintain uh, what we have now. Yeah, I, think, I believe the last figure was a 4.3 percent mill rate increase, just to keep ourselves at the current levels. So, my guess is that we're going to start seeing some uh, some cuts before we see increases. Uh, we might see some uh, some like rec facilities be shuttered. I remember they tried this before, uh, met with some pushback, but they'll probably try it again. Right. So, we actually helped save lawn bowling, I believe, on the show. And this is not this is not a, the usual shtick. Uh, we actually had a guy in to talk about lawn bowling and why the facility should be kept open. Or lawn darts. I'm not sure. One of the two. I don't know. I, I hope <laughs> it's not lawn darts, considering they're considered illegal now. Yes, so I think it's bowling. Yes, lawn yes. bowling. I hope bowling. Yeah. It's a good place to sleep. So. You are correct. Yes. You don't want to be in the way, of, like you don't want to be in the way of like. Oh, I don't mean as a spectator. The lawn is a really great place to oh, sleep. Oh, so. I see. Yeah, yes. okay. I mean, do they use gnomes instead of pins in lawn bowling? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, yes. I believe it actually is gnomes that play lawn bowling. So, ah, so, so I mean, humans can play it too. Oh, I thought the gnome—you threw the ball at the gnomes. No, that's 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 uh, gnome that's bowling. very speciesist. So, no, the gnomes, actually the gnomes, like, they, the, the weird thing is, like, lawn gnomes, gnomes actually make those. So. Well, for those of you out there who are interested in following the uh, 
um, City of Regina budget crunch, I highly recommend uh, following Paul Deshane's uh, City Council uh, tweet storms every uh, council meeting. They're yeah, always absolutely. entertaining. Yeah. As well, of course, he writes for Prairie Dog, and he, he puts on he puts on a good article for Prairie Dog. He does indeed, yes. and occasionally hosts his show. Nice. Occasionally. Occasionally. Or every week. When he's not lollygagging off on vacation somewhere. Actually, he was he was texting me. He says Vegreville is an awesome place. I've heard that. So Don't they have a giant Easter egg there? They do. I, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently, at one point, that was all they had. Like you just go there, and there'd be the big basanka. Right. Uh, but apparently, now they've revitalized the the area, and it's uh, it's not just a big Easter egg. It's a whole raft of Easter egg related activities. Nice. I'm actually not sure what an Easter egg related activity would be. Easter. Easter. (laughs) Thank you. Actual Easter. That's why I'm here. (laughs) I I knew having you as a guest would pay off. Uh, Sometimes. As well as a representative of the the Svenhold community. Yes, yes. That's still my main reason for being here. uh, Thank you so much. So. I should also note, uh, we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. So I have a question for you, John. Yeah. What are five things that you want out of the Ford Bronco 2020? Because I read an article today detailing what they want from the Ford Bronco 2020. Do you think they could make them fly? Okay, flying. That wasn't on the list. Um, and if you could, like, submerge them in water. Oh, nice. So amphibious and air- airborne right. at the same right. time. I and think naturally a Bronco should perhaps buck you off off of itself. Yeah, exactly. So it will throw you out the window into oncoming traffic would probably be appropriate. Right. So, yes. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, Dustin was up. Dustin? Here, here. Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> now, uh, what, what would you want? From, what are one of the five things you want from the 2020 Ford Bronco? Installed wood chipper on the front bumper. That is a Ooh. great idea. For when you get bucked out and then you can chip yourself. So, I'd yeah. like to see an inflatable OJ doll that you could employ. Oh, yes, very nice. Right? Oh, yes. So the, you... you blow up this OJ doll and the Bronco slows down to 40 kilometers an hour. Wow. Right. And just drives really slow. And and cops just, just chase yeah. along. At least we know the 2020 Ford Bronco will have perfect vision. That's also quite true. Yeah. So we want like maybe googly eyes on the yeah, front? Yeah. yeah. The, the, right on the headlights. Would right right be on the headlights. Very yeah. appropriate. And I think googly would be good because even because they might be a little googly but the fact that it's 2020 would make up for the googly And eyes. giant Slurpee holders. Oh, yes, of course. Ah, yes, like Homer Simpson's request. Right, that's exactly. right. <laughs> yes. that's, I think I think the car we're describing actually is remarkably similar to the Homer Simpson car. It does sound This yeah. is the most expensive the production vehicle. Yeah. The, on the, the, the Pultmobile top, I wow. believe, is how he described it. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be really honest here. I thought this would be good for 30 seconds uh, leading into the next thing, but I'm really enjoying just saying dumb stuff about the 2024 Bronco. 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 So the, well, I'm uh, glad we've exceeded your expectations. Have you oh, seen yeah. Gentlemen Broncos? Yes. That's a genius that, movie. That, that, is, that is surprisingly genius. Um, shall, I, shall I tell you, um, in the actual list, none of the things we've mentioned 
has been it was on the list. They were I'll, I'll give you the five things. Design, off-road ownership, range of engine options, simplicity and utility, drivability and livability. Boring. I know. I was in the range of engine options. Isn't that kind of the definition of a vehicle to begin with? Yes. Particularly Bronco, off-road. Seems to me they're not really saying anything unusual in those five things. Exactly. Um, I I was was thinking they just, so they want, like, they might as well have said, you know, to be corporeal and made of material. It was that vague. I know. Um, I've really gotten over being incorporeal. It's it's not all it's cracked up to be. Exactly. You lose your colon, so. Just for, yeah, and then you have it, like, falling around behind you. It's true. Like a little, like a little weird ghost. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Schwarby Ghost. Uh, thank, thank you, Dustin. Uh, well, here at the Queen City Improvement Bureau, because uh, the city is so dependent on cars, and in particular, giant cars like the Ford Bronco, which are completely, completely unnecessary in an urban environment, uh, but obviously are going to be here anyway, uh, I identified what I think are the five really important things we want to see in the 2024 Bronco. Uh, so, uh, number five... Um, a drink holder, much like your Slurpee thing, that is an actual human hand that can mm. hold your drink for you and animated by Eldritch Energies. And would it? Yeah, well, they, well you can get like the special forearm model that right. actually is forearm in a hand and, and will actually like, as you're driving, it will actually like, you know, raise the drink to your, to your mouth and let you, let you sip. Which high wizard are they going to use for the Eldritch Energies? Um, Aram for the Coven Master. Oh, okay. Yeah. I fully expect it would be Mananan, but that that works too. No, no, it says here that Mananan's just a, is a wanker, so oh, okay. can't, can't be And he's with Toyota. Yeah. That's, ah, that's, that's why right. he's a wanker. <laughs> yes. Ford is very partisan, very particular about its yes. uh, high wizards. Um, also, for uh, number four, actually, is related. It's a dashboard pentagram for easy summoning, so you'll never run short of the Eldritch energies needed to power your cup holder. Good. Because, uh, I mean, so often, like, you'll have your Eldritch, like, you know, arm, and it will just go limp uh, because you've, like, drained the Eldritch battery. You could always use the wood chipper to fuel the Eldritch energies as well. Yes, you could. Yes. Yeah, it's quite So true. that would uh, prevent Eldritch anxiety. Yes, exactly. You, you want you always you want to avoid that generalized eldritch anxiety syndrome. Yes, that's right. That's a, it's a well-known disorder. Is your when you're just you, you just can't deal with the eldritch energies coursing through your 2024 Bronco. Uh, and in, in 2018, of course, it'll it'll actually uh, go into the future. Uh, so uh, number three, actually, uh, for things we want is someone. Uh, in the passenger seat, preferably, who will explain why uh, Doctor Who or Breaking Bad is worth watching. So if mm. you're on the fence about a particular pop culture franchise, this person will tell you, like, give you some background and tell you why you should be Maybe watching. Maybe we could work that functionality into the OJ doll. Maybe, yes. Well, you could... The Bluetooth will do that, sensor. I think. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Like, or just near-field communications technology of any kind. Ooh. Yeah. Um... Second is uh, a playlist beamed from a satellite that lives in the void between dimensions and comprises AM radio songs from your childhood that you don't remember until you hear them played on your personalized playlist. I still remember most of those AM stations. My father played them 
endlessly. You don't remember Alabama's on a continuous loop in my brain right now. Ah, okay. Yes. Well, these are songs that like you think you remember, but all you remember is just maybe like the chorus. Mm. Like, uh, like you probably can't sing "Our Love's in Jeopardy," but you can probably go. Ooh, like that. You, you know that bit, yeah. for example. Like remembering the lyrics for EDM music, for example. Yes. Yes. Uh, what, what lyrics? Yes, the lyrics. The lyrics. The air-quoted yes. lyrics. Yes, this this playlist, if you grew up, uh, if your AM radio diet was, in fact, uh, EDM, that's what you'll get. And God help your soul. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the number one the, the number one thing that uh, that thing that we at the QCIB want to see in 2020 for Bronco, um, treads instead of tires, a skull instead of a steering wheel, and a beer cooler full of beer instead of an engine. Hmm. Because really, you just why well, go anywhere? But why do you need the beer cooler? Because wouldn't the Eldritch Hand be keeping the beer cold for you? Wow, that's some high level magic. The frosty Eldritch Hands are extra. Uh, yes, fro frosty. Well, yeah, frosty. That's in the deluxe model. Yes, oh, right. of course. Yeah, with a navigation pack. Yes, tattooed. The tattooed forearm is extra as well. Ah, exactly. Tattooed forearm, cold, cold. Elderly Not even hands. Elon Musk can pull that off. Not even. And it seems a lot of the four Bronco customers want like a like a really warm Eldritch hand for some reason. So I, oh. not, nothing we can do mm, about that. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer a cold hand myself, but. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know. So yeah. But, so you can have your beer nice and frosty That's without right. the need for a cooler. <laughs> have an actual engine. No other reasons at all. No others. <laughs> so while while Dustin is is uh, dissolving into, into laughter, so so let's let's move on. Let's move away from that from from that segment, which should have taken no time at all. Right. To a segment that took up lots of time. I thought we'd actually talk about something. Um, Relatively, relatively serious. Uh, we're talking about looking at favorite Regina places. Now, uh, Sven, um, our representative from the Svenho community, uh, have moved, you moved out of the city some years ago and recently moved back in. Yeah, I lived in Gravelberg, um, a beautiful town in southwest mm -hmm. Saskatchewan for about 10 years. And recently, at the beginning of May, I moved back into Regina. I had been here for 11 years before. And always loved Regina, but uh, I think where you're going with this is how I feel about Regina now. And uh, mm -hmm. I have to say that Regina has become quite the amazing community at this point for me. Um, lots of improvements in food and beverage industry, mm -hmm. which I used to work in the food and beverage industry, so I, I can attest to that. But yeah, I have plenty of favorite spots in Regina, and uh, I, I feel like probably the big problem for the spots in Regina is a lot of people just don't leave their cars and, and think that the spot to go to is always the destination with their vehicle. And I find it quite often to be the case to walk out and discover hidden gems mixed into mm -hmm. the community. So, yeah. Does it disturb you to know that gems is actually pronounced gems? It does. Okay. It does. But, you know, hindsight is a Ford 2020 Bronco. Sweet. Precisely. Yes. yes. It's, it's the elderly energies of a 420. I got an Bronco. oof from Dustin for anyone yes. who's not aware, but get used to that because I get a lot of oofs. Yes, that's what, that's one of the reasons I, I brought you to this meeting for the oof factor. I, I'm aware. <laughs> so, John, what about uh, this? This is a question really about what makes a city worth living in. 
that, that's that's the <clears throat> subtext looking behind, like uh, looking behind the question of your favorite place, like a monster composed of like eldritch, like grasping forearms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What well, makes a city a, a livable place? I, I think that depends on on who you're asking. So you know what I look for in a city is is. Uh, amenities and and stuff for everyone to do you know no matter what their interests are deborah and i like to go to live music so we really appreciate places like the exchange and places like o'hanlon's and places that that host uh, live music right so uh, that's that's what we like to do we appreciate the art galleries and uh, poetry readings and all that fun stuff so but there's a place for monster trucks and and uh you know fairs and all that right. sort of thing too so um i think you know a, a diverse community is what we want and i believe the place for monster trucks is libraries libraries exactly one thing, libraries. I, one thing i would add to the amenities is that um i like to see amenities that are actually used uh, yes uh, one thing i've noticed living i live in core ritchie and uh, um, uh, being close to um, Douglas, to the park by Douglas Park there, and, and it's Candy Cane Park, is that on the weekends in particular, it's always being, all the fire pits are being used, people are having picnics, um, the park is full, the skate park is full, and when I lived in Regina years ago, that place was empty a lot of the times, mm. and had a bad reputation, and things like that, and, and I, I, I'm glad to see a lot of families using those spots. Um, for you know get-togethers and things like that. So yeah, cool. Dustin, do you have any favorite a a a, a favorite spot, some place that you can go in Regina where you're just like this? This is the thing for me. Uh, I'd have to say chapters, books. That's it. I like that very much. I spend a lot of time at chapters myself. Yeah, because it's funny. My my favorite spot in Regina actually is near the chapters. Um, you're probably familiar with uh, Applebee's in Montana's. Well, you know, right in between, like there, well, in front is a big brutalist parking lot. The path. And in back is another, but there is a path in between them. It's actually quite a lovely path. And, the, and here's the thing about that path. Obviously, the people who designed the parking lot in that area said, huh, people, you know, they, they looked at some kind of document and said, people need to feel at some point in large concrete slabs of land that they need to have this like little break in which they need to be distracted momentarily from the knowledge that all they're doing is going from like one spot where they'll be spending money to another spot where they'll be spending money or eating like the microwave foods of Applebee's or, or whatever else. So that tiny little spot serves to like provide this momentary illusion to paper over the, the horror of that existence. And I, 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 for one, rather like that. That's what the east end is missing, paths. Exactly. Just just even like five feet of path, like you know, a little, little tree or something. Remember when the Golden Mile had like trees in uh, yeah, yeah. years ago? See that? That little, those those weird little out-of-place bits of nature. Remember when you can go from one half of the Golden Mile to the other without leaving the building? Oh. Since their renovation, it's not exactly possible they, 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 They're not as good at contiguous space these days. No, no. no. But they got a damn superstore, and I like it. That's oh, true. yes, that's true. I'm, I'm not complaining. 
It's not really the golden aisles, more of the golden subcompartments. The golden the subcompartments, says, says Dustin, which I, which I rather like. Well, that's so. I very much appreciate this. Um, but it's time to move on to. Uh, I, I think I need to tell people a little bit about um, a, a truth about the uh, about the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Uh, generally, uh, Paul Deshen is the co-host, uh, and, and I'm here. Um, and as everybody knows, listening in, that obviously the Queen City Improvement Bureau is not really a weekly meeting held in the sub-basement what? of City Hall. Wow. It's, uh, it is, a, in fact, a radio show held at uh, CJTR. Right. So, which is a little bit... He's lying. I'm actually in a sub-basement being held against my will. Please help me. Okay, yes. Yeah, so pay, pay no attention to the, to, uh, to the representative of the Smith Fan Hope community. Um, still chained to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hot off, Dustin. you're announcing yes, the formation of a new radio program? No. Um, and this is, this is something I have to say, and I have to, I'm saying this in confidence because Paul's not here. Right. We all know what this is, but uh, Paul, Paul doesn't. Paul believes that he is actually in, uh, in a sub-basement, uh, and he, that he works for the city. Right. So he suffered a psychotic break about a year ago. Right, and he's not really on vacation. He's resting comfortably. I think so. He yeah. might be on vacation. He's been sending me texts. He says he's in Vegreville, but he believes he's in the city hall the rest of the time. Right. So. so he might just be believing he's in Vegreville. He might be believing he's in Vegreville. And he could be in Lethbridge. He could he could be in Lethbridge <laughs> by this point. He could he could be in Maple Creek for all Vulcan. He could be in Vulcan. Yeah. He believes I'm a radioactive chinchilla, so Yeah, there you go. Well you, I I thought you were. I shaved. <laughs> I know a belligerent radioactive chinchilla, thank you. Thank you. You're you're welcome. So and, but, of course, it occurred to me that because if Paul believes that he's actually, you know, a living in the sub-basement of City Hall and hosting weekly meetings, maybe I'm the one who's mistaken. Maybe I believe this is a radio show. Mm. And and you three are just orderlies. But here's... You humor me. You both get purpose from it. That's a good point. I d- we all so, get purpose from our simulation, so... that That's exactly it. So that's... And if, whether it's real or a simulation, there's still purpose involved. Continue with your delusion. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will. I think this is <laughs> the first time anyone's referred to me as an orderly and not a patient. <laughs> <laughs> Orderlies can become patients, too. So. That's true. You you might actually be a patient for all for all I know. It's just my, you know, you're, you're, in my delusion, you're, you're, uh, you're, you host another comic show. Well, I do have a pretty good maniacal laugh, so. Oh, Nice. Can, I, can we get your maniacal laugh, please? I would give that a Ford Bronco 20 out of 20. I would, too. Now, never do it again. Yes, sir. <laughs> this is the last time you will ever hear a maniacal laugh on the Queen City Improvement Bureau. I doubt that. Until Paul returns until, next uh, week. Until Paul returns, when actually it will be nothing but maniacal laughter. He'll, he'll, tr- he'll try. He'll try to like do tape segments, and he'll try to like talk. But I'll just laugh maniacally at him. Well, it's just about time to wrap things up for another week. Absolutely. This has been. This has been probably not the most productive Queen City Improvement Bureau to boot to date. I forgot to take minutes. Uh, me too. I. You know, you said we had quorum. 
And that literally That's the last thing I wrote down. Quorum no. is five. Quorum is five. This is four. So coven is four and a quorum is five. I can count. Thank you. Yes. Uh, 20 well, out of 20. 20 out of 20. Ford Bronco. Eldritch Energies. Uh, no, literally, uh, we've been doing this for three years now, just about, and tonight was the first time anybody ever said we had quorum, and I was filled with hope. Huh? I was... Sorry. I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I still say to the board. Yeah. You'll, you'll stay. It's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll bring you a pillow. <clears throat> Yay. Okay. Pillow, yes. Well, and a big hello to our listener, uh, Mark, who's uh, talking to me on Facebook. Uh, he's not feeling well, so oh, okay. get better, Mark. I, We're thinking yes. of you. I, I, I'm not. Yeah. Aiden's not thinking no, of I you. No, I don't think of Mark. I don't know who Mark is. Well, but, but you wish him well. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. That's right. Yeah, Dustin. Dustin is indifferent to your suffering. I do have to agree with Dustin. We don't know enough about Mark at this point to I know. really be sure if we should be wishing him well. Is whatever his Paul? Is he a gnome? Human what suffering, right? Yeah. We wish everyone well. Uh, well even the Saudis. Even even them. <laughs> <laughs> but not Joss Whedon. But not Joss Whedon. Uh, or so, James Gunn. Or James. Oh come on. Oh low blow. Low, low blow. blow. So uh, so I believe uh, we should move to adjourn the meeting. I'll make that motion. All right. Uh, I'll second the motion. Meeting is adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CGTR, Regina Community Radio. You can find us on cgtr.ca slash podcast or on our website, queencityib.com. Message us on Twitter uh, at queencityib. Uh, coming up next, we have uh, Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the cockpit, and then music on into the night. Keep on improving, Regina. <laughs>